Lights, camera, action. Welcome to another edition of Movie Madness in association with Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Keenan Bonner, and the matchup we'll be tackling today is 2011's Limitless versus 2003's Old Boy. Keenan, I said joined as always, rare week apart last week. Um, you were on the brink. Um, yeah. Sean was nowhere to be seen. We did. Yeah. Apologies to our listeners. Yeah, <laughs> every week we commit to, we commit to getting something out to you every week, but COVID uh, had the better of me. I lost so it. I put um, a Sandler special out, just uh, four separate stories from our interviews. A few things mm. bring a smile to my face. Quite like seeing our boy Tony Orlando. My my guy, <laughs> <laughs> legend. Not the rest of a lot. I kind of knew the clip I was getting. Um, him i just i just sat and watched <laughs> i just i just enjoyed just like i could have put it on mute and i'd still have been smiling just as much so um, i doubt you still listen to the pod but just throw back to your daughter being an absolute smoke show <laughs> <laughs> little things like um there's the bit before he tells the story about the spa scene and he's like do you mind if i tell you a story as if we can <laughs> give it a rest time oh, yeah yeah we ain't got all night you're here for us. Oh, mate, what a great guy. Like, and it, it just adds something to it by the fact that TK's camera's up the wrong way. It just adds yeah, something yeah. to the interview. Oh, he's such a sweetheart. He's, <laughs> I, I, he's well up there. Like, I, there's a couple of people that I'm genuinely, when I think about it, it's rare I stop and think about it now, but when I stop and think about some of the ones we've done, there are some that I, I can't believe I got the chance to do that. Our, but, our boy um, Frank had COVID the same time as you. Frank, rest up. He is, he's he's uh, he's feeling better now. Uh, saw on his Instagram. But anyway, um, we'll uh, we'll pick those Dave, names up. Um, Dave is Dave is one that will live live in a memory. Yeah, I mean maybe we'll drop that as a special next time. Uh, someone's ill, so <laughs> hopefully we don't get to that point. But yeah, if we do, um, we'll go there. Um, as we know, Keenan, it's hard to rely on anyone else these days. It's us or uh, us or Nish. Yeah, shit or bust, unfortunately. Anyway, um, old boy, we will start with today. To be the other way around, when I uh, did the intro there, 2003's old boy. We should clarify, not the 2013 version with Josh Brolin and Elizabeth Olsen, who I forgot um, was in that one. You've um, seen we'll that. You've seen that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, <laughs> uh, the synopsis of Old Boy, I'm assuming people are aware. Um, after being kidnapped and imprisoned for 15 years, Ode Sue is released, only to find that he must find his captor in five days. Critics reviews, I mean, you usually uh, hesitate to comment when I ask this, but I assume you, you're pretty sure which way the critics reviews go. Yeah, but I'm normally wrong. I've got a funny feeling people might like this. Funny, it's held up as one of the greatest films of all time. I fucking knew it would be. I knew it, it would be. I'm it certainly like, held up as one of the best ever exports. Um, I yeah, said this, this to my this... brother. Just, I mean, for, well, we, we, we spilled the film, but my brother was like, what are you watching? And I was like, oh, it's Korean. And he was like, right, he was like, what's it about? And I told him. He's like, that's 
he looked at me as though we, like you and I were like perverts. Like, well, we, you're not supposed to lead with the twist usually. No, no, but he was like, he, I was like, just, just watch it or watch a bit. And he was like, nah. I told him about the, the octopus and he was like, well, I ain't fucking watching this. So I'm done. <laughs> so he was like, just tell me. He was like, I'm never going to watch it. So you might as well. And I told him. And he was looking at like me and he was looking at me and then by extension, you, because we do the pod, <laughs> as though we were fucking, we were like proper perverts. And I was like, no, this is like when you say the export, I was like, mate, this was massive for like Asian yeah. cinema. This was huge. This, this like, showed in cinemas over here. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. There was like this was massive for Asian cinema. Like it was, it's not really, it's not really, it's not a martial arts film. Yes, he fights a few people, but it's not. It was a different thing that they brought that they brought to it, and it was like a, ser- a serious film. If you want the thriller, like, thriller horror, it was something different. I was like, it was massive back in the day. So like, it was. Just, I, I think more. I was just trying to justify it to him, so he didn't think I'm just yeah, some fucking I mean, horrible little prick. Aside from like a, a Bruce Lee martial arts film i would say certainly in our lifetimes it's pretty much old boy and crouching tiger as right. the asian cinema exports right yeah good shout but even that wasn't a big hit in the cinemas compared to those no two. you're right yeah crouching crouching tiger most definitely yeah, I, I yeah remember i've that heard being... of that before i knew what it was i like we've got the we bought that on dvd in our house like, i saw, saw that when i was like again I, yeah. I paint such a terrible picture on my parents. Like, they're good people. To me, I think I think I would have enjoyed the running through the trees more if I'd seen that when I was a kid. I reckon I'd have loved yeah, that. That throwback to that. That is so bad. <laughs> that that is the one thing that kills that film. I actually really like the film, but watching that again, fucking hell. <laughs> um, well, the critics reviews so culminates in such outlandish morbidity that it's difficult to admire as a competent whole. We're so accustomed to thrillers that exist only as machines for creating diversion that it's a shock to find a movie in which the action, however violent, makes a statement and has a purpose. And that's from your boy, Rog. Big man. A bloody and brutal revenge film immersed in madness and directed with operatic intensity. I didn't include any of them, but I'll tell you what irritated me looking at the reviews for this. Aside from film reviews, is tour de force ever used as a phrase? No, it's only no one says. I don't think any no one says it. People only write it. <laughs> it literally, it was like every other review said. Like, other, than, like, like, other than this conversation, I don't know if anyone's ever said the word the phrase "tour de force" to me. I've seen it written yeah. like a thousand times. If um, you fancy a trip to Bristol, they're showing Old Boy in uh, the cinema there next week. Two nights, so still big in the game. Oh, God, I bet that's going to be full of hipsters. <laughs> um, where was I? Okay. You can't show me an ending like that and expect me to give you a review based around anything else but utter disgust. <laughs> and finally, Old Boy has the fatal air of wanting so desperately to be a cult movie that it forgets to present itself as a coherent one. Uh, I... That's a little unfair. It's not a particularly difficult film to follow, right? No. Well, there's the critics' review. So, I mean, as I said before, I had seen uh, the 2013 one. I mean, mm. I didn't know there was an original when I saw that. I don't, I don't know what, what made me see it. Because <laughs> I didn't know the twist, if, if, if you were going to come in with a quip there. But when I saw the twist of this film the first time around, I had no clue that was coming. And mm. was 
I guess, as you're supposed to be the first time seeing this film, be it the original or the remake. Um, maybe maybe I, I, I probably would have been shook, actually. I think, so they make it, watching it back, and we'll get into kind of certain scenes, when you know the twist, it it feels so so obvious. I don't know if you felt that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. they kind of do the, in in this film, they kind of say like, look, your daughter is around, but don't worry about that. We'll, we'll deal with that later. She was adopted. So, also, by the way, I don't have kids, as you're well aware by, but 15 year away, falsely accused of murdering my wife. I don't think just being told that she's been adopted enough for me to stop my search. <laughs> he's like, uh, later. Yeah. I'll deal with that. I know, I know he's a fugitive, so there's, you know, he can't exactly walk into child services and stuff, but I don't know, maybe you do something. Because he, he literally so, said, all right, adopted, was she? All right, signed. So yeah. in... In the remake, um, he's shown, as you see with this one, he's shown a news report to say uh, his wife's been murdered, he's a culprit. And there's also um, a kind of, as you see much more in America, the kind of daytime news uh, following the story, sit down on the sofa, kind of interviewing the family kind of thing, yeah. where she they show a girl and there's this is the daughter and she's got like a lovely mother and father that's have ad- adopted her and he she says like you know what i think i would forgive my father one day he's all i've got but and so he's given a lot more there yeah to say that she's safe and also when he catches up to the villain he essentially says look once you found all this out one of the prizes is i can clear your name and I'll reunite you with your daughter. So they, yeah. that's quite a big tick in comparison. I know. I meant to. I meant to say this to you yesterday. There's just like I understand. I, I understand him being all seen by revenge, but not a lot of foresight from from old day Sue because he never thinks. Why yeah. if I get away with it? Like, he, what, what, he, he obviously it comes to the end with the hypnosis and stuff, and he wants to go back to living the living his dream. But it's sort of like, well, if you're going out for it. Yeah, we'll never, never thinks like, never. Yeah, it's it, it seems to be sacrilege to kind of say anything positive about the remake compared to the original, but they do do a few things that certainly allay some questions you may have. A oh, big criticism of the remake is that they didn't differentiate enough. Like there was no, it's Spike Lee that directed it. I don't know if you knew yeah, that. Yeah, um, I did know that. But the critique is like, what was his reason for making it? There was no fresh spin on this. There was no artistic like approach that he took that wasn't the original. Uh, mm. Essentially, in all the interviews they say this is a reimagining of this film from an American angle, and it's not really. Yeah. It's just this is the same film in America, but we've just chucked some white people in it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I mean, I'm, Jeff probably doing, I'm probably doing Korean Korean cinema a huge disservice, but I have no I have no indication if anyone in this film who's in the original is a star yeah, um, in in asia but what i was going to say is i mean in terms of what they do it's probably it, it first one did well we'll make a white version it's a money grab so it's, it's pure and simple it actually, put, in, it, put some it star bombed in, horribly horribly what, korean or american american yeah but you know you you take your chance your arm you cast it with yeah. Brolin. still a, not, the, not the star he, he is now no. but still a bit Elizabeth Olsen is still a pretty famous good actress. Samuel L. Jackson's in it, right? 
I'm not sure. I, I only remember certain bits and I actually just watched before we did this in a comparison of the reveal. Um, but in, in this, um, the, the twist, and like we got to this a bit sooner than I intended, but um, he kind of shows him a video and it's the news report he saw and then he takes him into the corner of the room where he thinks it's his daughter and she just kind of wipes this makeup off that's a black eye on there where he thinks she's kind of being held here and he say you never should believe everything you see on tv a very kind of american uh, turn in films and then he shows him the footage of elizabeth olsen being his daughter growing to it and him kind of these close-ups of his face, he goes all white-eyed and he's just kind of screaming helplessly, as you would be. Um, yeah. So there we go. If I give you the trivia, and then we'll kind of come back around through uh, through the film. Um, so of all things here, the main controversy, four live octopodes were eaten for the scene with Daisu in the sushi bar, a oh, scene man. which provoked controversy abroad, as I said. Eating live octopus in Korea is actually commonplace, although it's usually sliced first. When the film won the Grand Prix at Cannes, uh, the director thanks the octopodes along with the cast and crew. Is he taking the piss? <laughs> uh, and uh, the, act- the actor that played Daesu is actually a Buddhist, and so between takes each time, I don't know how <laughs> they butchered this, where they had to go and do it again. Um, but yeah, he had to kind of pray and make his peace between each time. Obviously, that was such a crucial scene that <laughs> they had to leave it in. Oh, mate, that's... It is fucking grim. And he's taken out the most grim part it. of the film for you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it, mate, when he's chewing on it and his tentacles are wrapped yeah. around his arm and stuff, it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's not it's, nice. Uh, it's people. When I said to one of our lads, there's a lad I work with, and I always mention what we're doing on the pod. Said, "Old oh boy, no mention of anything other than the octopus." <laughs> that was what stuck with us. I'm surprised. Um. Choi Min Sik, the actor uh, who played Daesu, trained for six weeks and lost twenty pounds to get in shape for the role of Daesu, and did most of his own stunt work. Um, the scenes at the police station with uh, the drunken, disorderly Daesu were actually the last scenes the director scheduled to film. Uh, he basically just kind of ad-libbed most of these drunken scenes, including him with the toy wings that he bought for his daughter. Mm. And he actually ad-libbed most of the lines during the penthouse scene, um, including the anthem of the school, which he made up. Fair play. Something I don't know if you know, this is the last bit of trivia I have. So this is actually the second one of um, Park Chan-wook's revenge trilogy, as he called it. So there is a crossover between the, between the films. Mm. Um, the third is called Lady Vengeance. They came out in 2005. But the first speaking character in the film, uh, the guy who ends up committing suicide with his dog, yeah, uh, we never get to hear his story, although he asks if he can. Yeah, um, he's actually in the first film, okay. and he he plays an anarchist who appears at the very end of the film, and that's the kind of crossover you see him at the end of that first film, and then he opens the second film, and that's it's it, you don't need to see one to see the other, but it's the nice little kind of link between the three. Oh, okay, no, it's uh, no, I didn't know that. I must admit. Yeah, so there you go. Um, we won't go through the whole film, of course, but so yeah, I, I wrote the least notes I've written for any of this. The only notes I really wrote down was about the opening scene. I, I really didn't like it. I hated the music that was there. 
I thought it, I thought it felt really cheesy, the opening of the film, and I don't know if it's uh, to try and settle you in, and so him then suddenly being kidnapped and being in uh, the prison hits harder. But I, I don't know. Maybe if it fits in more locally, um, if it's that kind of cinema, but. Yeah, it really, I was watching it and kind of screwing my face like, I don't know what's going on here. I really didn't like it. I think the opening's the best part of the film. What, so him being drunk and all of that? Yeah, yeah. I actually, after texting you, this drunk clown, I sat and it goes on, went on for about another four minutes after that. And I was like, yeah, was, okay. I, maybe I was chuckling. It was the music for me. I thought it found it really overpowering. I just, no, I didn't like it at all. No, and then I don't. I didn't mind the bit. The bit on the roof is I quite enjoy. I quite enjoyed, and then it just it went downhill. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it's pretty swift after that, isn't it? To you being in there, in trapped with him in the uh, prison cell. Mm. I actually, difference. I thought that was quite quite well done. One of the other differences, and I guess maybe to just match up with Elizabeth Olsen's age at the time is um, he, sp- he spends 20 years locked up in the remake compared to 15 mm. um, in the original. Yeah. It, so. it is, yeah, I thought that was shot quite well in terms of just the sheer delirium of... And he talks about, the, t- the, t- talks about being, the TV and stuff and it being his, his clock calendar um, yeah. and th- things like that. I, I thought that was well done, the prison, like when he's, when he's trying to escape, he's talking about the ch- as the chopstick gets shorter... Um, oh, one month time I'll be free. One month time I'll be free. Um, he said he even says because obviously they show you the outside as he breaks the brick. He's like, yeah, it's, it, what happens if I break through and I'm on the fifty second floor? And obviously yeah. you see he's actually pretty. He is pretty far up. As his tug while he's in there. Yeah, grim. <laughs> um, punch in the wall, raid style. Um. Seemingly he's drawn that outline and then just go into town. Like mm. <laughs> anything to entertain himself at that stage. Well, he's just preparing a body, isn't it? Hardening them bones. I guess it, it, it does work when he gets onto the outside. Yeah. When when you see him get released then, so it kind of picks up from here on out and adds up when you do see uh, the ending of the film. You, you weren't a fan, were you, from really this point on? Didn't fit. the octopus is grim. The roof's okay. He goes to the restaurant. The octopus is grim. The attempted sexual assault's pretty grim. Yeah. So, it, it, when this is written out in the kind of the summary of the film, it says uh, just kind of casually, Desu tries to force himself on Mido in the bathroom of her apartment. However, she's armed with a knife and successfully fends him off. <laughs> like that's just some like playful like. <laughs> Uh, you got me this time. Also, she hits him on the head with the handle, and he's like, "All right, yeah, so And yeah, just walks. Uh, they they yeah, both just walk away as though. They just walk away as though. All right, that didn't happen. Well, then like, she pretty quickly explains to him that she is romantically interested in him, but they hardly know each other. She's not ready to be intimate. Yeah, and then the odd little bit that they call back to where she's like, "You'll have to be forceful with me." Um, but I'll enjoy it because I love you, basically. Yeah. Which they obviously uh, get to a bit later on. Um, you have the whole hunting for the right food. I, I enjoyed 
different parts of the film. I don't know how I would have viewed it if I'd watched it in 2003 when this was a bit more shocking and kind of groundbreaking in terms of bits of it coming over with how violent it was, how kind of raw it was. Yeah. Him doing some dental work with the hammer, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I, I did, 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 did think that was decent. And then I spoke previously when we watched the trailer for this about the, the shot you see of the lift where the, the lift buzzes and all the bodies fall out afterwards. Yeah. And I think the raid has created unrealistic expectations for how those kind of fight scenes should go, where it's kind of one man unrealistically against like an army of people yeah. um, armed with something as simple as a hammer because this didn't live up to the raid. Yeah. Also, the, those blokes, some of the worst, some of the worst entries <laughs> in the film. One of them stabs, one of them stabs him, right? He's on the floor. Not one of them. All you're doing there with those, with like the bamboo sticks or whatever it is, the wood, like the two by fours you've got, you're just lashing him in the back by that wound. You will just debilitate him. And they, they just, like, I don't know, they're just shite. They work. They're, they're terrible. They are basically stormtroopers. Yeah. It's harsh to compare it to the raid because the raid's going after probably mm. been inspired by certain parts of the film and things have come on a lot more since then. But unfortunately, when they're in the same bracket, let alone just kind of both existing, it's hard not to compare them. And, and one, for as violent as this film's supposed to be, it's, it's got nothing really on the on the fight scenes in the raid. No, the other thing is uh, for this is for me, or for this is definitely for me, but might be different for you. I don't know what you say. So my exposure to Asian cinema is incredibly limited. I, I agree. I, I mean, I, the I, films we've mentioned are pretty much. Yeah, so I don't have I don't have twenty five points of reference. No, an action film from Asia in my head is always going to be tied back to the raid because yeah. that's. That's my point. That's my point of reference. Even like the martial arts films, and so I've never seen a great deal of any of them. Um, no. So it, it's always going to be my my point of reference would always be the raid. So the film probably, actually, I was going to say I would, might have been doing it a disservice by saying that back. Fuck it, this shite. Um, but it it does lose out when you think about it compared to the raid. You've got some iconic moments in this. Him saying he wants to uh, slice the guy's hand off because you've touched Milo's breast. Mm. After he uh, scrambles back in. Yeah. It's... Pretty much the, the thing, the thing as, as you have with your brother, that people know about when you mention this film is, uh, oh, is that the one where he shags his daughter? And yeah. <laughs> there's no real getting away from that. Um, no. The difference in um, this and the remake again is uh, your main character. He spots the daughter um, or the sister in this case. So he, he spots uh, the guy's sister um, having sex with her dad in the back of yeah, the car. Dark. Yeah, and um, uh, he he's he's. he's spreads it around the family get out of the country before anything can happen about this yeah and the guy the villain in this still doesn't see the issue he believes that 
the love they had for their dad stood above everything and he, he didn't really see the issue and he thought it was all his fault for kind of bringing this abuse on his uh, sister. Yeah, so some Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, so the dad then uh, I mean, kills in the, in, the in, the Amer- in the America and your dad's a nonce. Yeah. So. And so then what he does is so they can uh, be together and because he loves them so much, he just takes his uh, shotgun out goes through the family, shoots uh, the son, but it goes kind of across his neck and he survives. Lives to tell the tale and holds the resentment that Yadesu, or I forgot the guy's name in the uh, American one, is the guy who broke up his family. So, Pretty sure Josh Brolin's character is just called John in it. Sounds about right. Um, If we go to the realisation, so a big thing with this was when I was telling people we were doing this film, I was saying the best thing about this film is I'm doing it with someone who doesn't know the twist. So I'm going to have a great fun. I'm going to have the instant reaction when he sees it and kind of freaks out of what he's just seen. And then unfortunately you, you, you did know it. I did. Yeah. So that, that did take something away for that did take something away for me. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Again, I've, but, told, I've explained my method to you, and yeah, I stand by it. Even still, I mean, the way they do it in this one is shocking. I, I do question the reaction of Daisu in, in in some regards. Um, the chopping out his own tongue, like, I, I still like. He, he didn't ask you to do that. I don't really know why he jumped to that point, but oh, it's his tongue that's got him in in in, in all that trouble, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean. At least make him ask you to do that. Just don't just jump there. Well, it's, it's a he takes it to the extreme. I don't know. I also think if I'm your man, that's not enough for me. <laughs> him chuckling as he's going around like a dog. I did think this would like, be this would be quite funny <laughs> when he's lick, when he's actually like licking the shoe and all. I surely you just <laughs> you you just take one like half a step back and just volley him. <laughs> He's, he's enjoying his own pain. He doesn't need to inflict anything physical on him. Uh, you just volley him, and also I still, yeah. Look, if I'm not out for revenge, I imprison someone for 15 years. There's no other way it ends that they die. Like when he cuts out the tongue, well, the just point is he wants it. to live with it, surely. No, I'm not. Yeah, but I'm not that guy. That's all I'm saying. Right. He, he he might be that evil genius, but I'm not. Eventually, when I've got him there, I just shoot him in the back of the head. Uh, from there, if he if his ultimate goal is just to hit it to top himself anyway, just shoot the fellow in the back of the head and say, "Look, it's done." If, if we shift this to being a polymer architecture, um, <laughs> the water in the penthouse. I'm a big fan. I'd love that. that. No, I'd I'd love that. <laughs> it's it's cool the first time you see it. After that, it's a practicality issue. No, it's not. I mean, like he's he's practically swimming in it. Yeah, he literally that's, is, but you can have, just have a swimming pool. Well, that's essentially all that is. No, because it splits the room. He's got it across different parts of the room, and then he's yeah, got a I shower know. just randomly in the middle of the room as well. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah, and he's going to be bathing in that, is it? We keep it all together. No, I like it. I do like it. That's a guy that's too rich. Yeah, that's probably why I like it. The whole reveal is... I somewhat admire... If, if if you're that annoyed with him, the patience is phenomenal. Mm, yeah. yeah that, that big payoff. Do you, do you think the fact that he uh, 
doesn't make the daughter open the box. He's a much better. He's actually a much he's better guy. He's gone through a lot of effort. He's yeah. He's either a bottle job or he's actually just a better person than he's supposed to be given credit for. <laughs> nice touch when uh, he thinks he's given him the button to press to... Uh, yeah, yeah, and it plays the recording. <laughs> yeah. That's some sadistic, sadistic uh, preparation. Mm. Um, and final scene. Him in the snow, shot in New Zealand, by the way. Um, sees the hypnotist. Yeah. What do you think about that choice? Because shite. I mean, effectively, it's fucking terrible. He's, After uh, all that, that's how they want it to end. I mean, it does mean he's probably going for his daughter again. He yeah, no, that's, exa- that's, it, that's, it, that's exactly what that means. <laughs> he makes the choice. Like I don't, I, I phrase this carefully because when he don't know, all right. It, it's grim, but it is what it is. But then he actively knows, and then he makes a choice that he, wa- he wants to rifle it again. <laughs> like at that point, any sympathy I've got for him was gone. He just, but he's just <laughs> fucking disgusting at that stage. And he's like, right, look, there's no nothing redeeming to him. He's a pisshead who misses his kid's birthday. Yep. Find out that he's basically he absolutely just slaughters some poor girl for like absolutely. Oh yeah, it is grim. And if I was like a kid at school and you'd have seen that, you definitely would have told everyone. Because why else would you do that? Be no, <laughs> yeah. you don't have that discretion. You're not, 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 you don't, you're not discretionary at 15, 16. You're not. I'm sorry. Oh. So that, that, fair enough. That part goes. So it seems like it does, does what's only going to be natural to a kid. So you're like, oh yeah, I don't feel bad for him. Feel oh, bad for him. Then you get to the you end. See that as an adult, you tell someone. Yeah, I know, but I, like you may, you probably be a bit more selective. Yeah, way, yeah. the way it's shown. Yeah, or he tells his best mate, but it looks so he's yeah. the first person he sees. He's like, hey, yeah, get your eyes around that, son. <laughs> and then right at the end of the film, any any sympathy or sorrow that I had for him, oh, he's had a tough tough ride with wife, dead, etc. Gone. As soon as he makes an active choice, where he's like, yeah, oh, son, just can you just forget, ask my daughter. So there is some critique to both films that, given what the director knows in terms of the story. That they've made the scenes kind of steamy and whatever words you use in uh, Hollywood these days to describe sex scenes. But yeah, can he do that any other way without ruining the film? Well, if you do it and it's awkward and it's this, it's uh, like, do you know what I mean? It's, then he's not trying to shag you. No. Like, if it's awkward and it's weird and it's odd, for, for there to be the connection, then it needs to be. I'm not going to use that word, but this, it needs to be central and it need, needs to be believable. Or because the other thing is, if it's not and there's no not built to be any chemistry between them, yes, all right, the payoff is the payoff, but it would you'd lose something in it, and you lose the choice at the end with yeah, is yeah, it yeah to not know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, because it certainly with the remake does seem as much of an excuse for him to have Josh Brolin and. Elizabeth Olsen getting their kids off. There is an interview where they ask um, uh, Elizabeth Olsen about it, like, what was it? Was it awkward? And she's like, I mean, it's kind of what we do as actors. I mean, it's a bit more awkward in the context of knowing what we're shooting, but yeah, but I, mean, I knew day, that when I signed on to do the film. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, we're just shooting it, so it is, yeah. it is what it is. I thought I quite liked the ending. I'll be honest. I fucking bet you do. I thought it was a better way to end it than if he just kind of they've gone off into the sunset and you don't really know what happens. But I thought 
them doing this painted an interesting question for the, the the viewer to be left with. There's also supposed to be kind of ambiguous as did this really happen? Is he seeing things there? Um, yeah, I read but, this and I I read that and I didn't get it. It's like, oh, did he act or did he just imagine? It? I read that and I was like, well, I don't didn't really get that. I didn't really get a vibe out of the film. Did something to do? They looked down at the tracks and I guess yeah, it's only his footsteps or something. Mm. Um, but it's uh, and I, I thought I thought the ending I thought the ending was about as good as as about as good as it could be. I thought it contributes to probably why it's that well received in terms of it's always it always goes down well, doesn't it? When you leave the the viewer kind of asking themselves the question and as mm. a the host of this scenario, if uh, if you're in his position, you've got the hypnotist there. He says, "Look, Keenan." You won't know. You won't know that you've done this with your daughter. I can snap my fingers now. Or you can live with this for the rest of your life. You don't live with it. You just talk yourself. It's done. <laughs> see, you, see you later. I'm done out here. <laughs> you say, if you want to write her a letter, you say, look, I've, I've achieved what I set out to achieve. Your man's dead. Goodbye. Fellow who killed my wife, responsible for my wife's death. He's now dead. I'm done. Yeah, probably, yeah, probably, probably fair. I mean, he probably should have done it there and then. Uh, but I suppose he had to make sure that uh, Mido got away safe. Yeah, I'm just just saying that that's how that goes. I'm off, off ski. I take that lift down and I see the elevator. I see the gun in the elevator. Bang. Would the film be better or worse for you if Mido was swapped for the ex Spurs player? <laughs> <laughs> no comment I don't, I don't really know there's no way I can answer that question without sounding fucking terrible so I'm just gonna I'm gonna skip that it's a much different scene um, in the middle of the film if it is oh yeah Mido tucking one into the top corner and fucking all day, day two I, I, yeah, I, there's, I can't give an answer to that we could probably lose our ability to podcast if I give you the answer to that the original Egyptian king. Fuck off. That was Amiyazaki, as you well know. <laughs> and then Almeni. Um, any Anything else to say on Old Boy before we move on? I, I do think we've probably annoyed a lot of people with our take on Old Boy. We've been annoying people with our take on stuff for a year and a <laughs> half. So, I mean, <laughs> look, we say what we think. I know, but this is it's... quite a beloved film. So was Lord of the Rings. I still went out. I still went out against that. And there was also three people who were phasing that. So um, I do know TK is going to watch Old Boy at some point, and he definitely doesn't know the <laughs> twist. I won't say anything then. So if um, he's, uh, I mean, if he's listening now or, or whatever, um, I assume he's going to watch it before he listens. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. if he's listening to this now, I mean, I, I don't apologise. Um, no, you, you got what you signed up for. Yeah. Um, my take on it, I, I just, I actually all all plot the plot aside, I actually just didn't think it was a very good film. You it was quite you rewatched Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I was, that was that was drastic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was annoyed. An last night hour I, said that. I was annoyed when I said that last night. Just thought in some parts it was slow. It just didn't do a lot for me. I didn't. <clears throat> excuse me. 
is giving you an allergic reaction. <clears throat> I didn't think that, like, I, t- I don't know, the violence wasn't gratuitous enough to mean a lot to me. Oh, I but, agree, I agree. Um, and there it was like, I just, I don't know. I, I think the story is designed to be shocking. And I, I will say, <clears throat> in its defence, that I knew the, I essentially knew the plot probably t- did take did take a lot away from me but that's not always the case like i've told this story on the pod seven yeah. like 70 times now i bring it up probably once every two weeks the with the usual suspects yeah it didn't whilst i was annoyed at the end when i got to learn the twist that oh that's what it was i it didn't stop me from loving the film so uh, it, uh, with, with, the, with the violence thing and we sound quite sadistic here the the issue is and um, again it's no real fault of the film. It's just a, a comparison. Sake. The films that we see now or have seen that are given the same taglines, like extremely violent, shocking, yeah, that kind of thing, is a lot more violent and shocking. It's the, it's, the, it's the Elvis Presley to Eminem thing. Each generation. Yeah, you can't really take the shocking part away from this film, I guess, but... No, but it, it's it, it's not shockingly violent. It's shocking because of the incest. Yeah, well, there, there's certain things that people do react to more. In, in, I, I'm sure if you probably showed a cinema, um, him cutting his tongue off and him I will say his arm yeah. off. I, I, the, the arm, not so much. No, the, what I mean is I think people would probably react more to the tongue than the arm. Yeah, yeah, sorry. you, you can, kind of feel it. Yeah, you're completely right. I I was actually pure grimacing at that. Like at one point, I was I was close to putting like the hand over because I, I did because of what they'd shown and what's in this film. I was like, hold on, are we actually going to see him cut his tongue out? Yeah. But I again, I that's because of what I knew of the film. Because there are certain bits you to don't wrap see. It up like, first, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, there are certain things like nowadays. I think they do more with the teeth pulling scene, the first one. Only seven people die on screen in the film. Mm, yeah, I can see that. Um, I would suggest they'd probably do more with a teeth pulling scene and the the arm, the arm and you'd see more of. But with a tongue, as I was watching yesterday, you make a really good point. Actually, I, I genuinely, bro, I was close to putting the like hand over the eyes and be like, they actually can show this fucking cutting his tongue out. Yeah, it's, like, it's, oh. it's just certain parts of the body, like it, the way that shot were more at someone being poked in the eyes than they would a guy being cut in half. Yeah, like, yeah, the way um the way that shot and the way his hand moves with the scissors. Like you say, it's almost like you can feel it hitting the tongue and going through it. it that's actually yeah. pretty. That is actually it's, pretty well done. Sorry, it's strange how certain things work because, and we're going to do this on the pod, so I won't go too far into detail. But the reaction to the ear coming off in, in Reservoir Dogs, like that, isn't the same if it's like even like an arm. There's just mm. certain parts of your body that typically, like, typically smaller parts. Yeah. And you're a bit more like, like, like you say, an arm or a leg. People watch, people watch a war film and watch a leg get blown off and barely yeah. blink an eye, sort of thing. Um, but like you say, there are other parts where it is is a lot more. Oh, I didn't say visceral, but you feel it a lot more, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, anything more to add? I know you you do have quite <laughs> quite a lot to say no. regarding the film. No, I I I. I, 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 I just bet my, my hand. Sorry. Um, you're wobbling all over the shop. Yeah, sorry. Just bear my hand. Leave me alone. What do you bear your hand on? Uh, my radiator. Oh, oh I didn't mean to touch it. 
Oh, I really am. Are, t- are you carrying the phone around with you? I don't know what's going on. No, I'm not moving anymore. I can hear movement. That's why I wondered what was going on. No, I'm not moving. I thought the phone um, was flat down. The phone is flat down. I don't know what you want from me. Uh, no, I don't have a lot more to say on the film. I just wasn't wasn't a great fan. No. Well, if, if we go on to um, Limitless, so the synopsis. With the help of a mysterious pill that enables the user to access 100% of his brain's abilities, a struggling writer becomes a financial wizard, but it also puts him in a new world with many dangers. What do you think the critics have to say? I think this would be pretty well received. I'll let you know right now. Um, this visually dazzling and briskly paced drama is a solid excursion with a strong lead performance from Bradley Cooper, but it never quite delivers on its potential after a first half that suggests bigger and better things. Despite some snazzy camera angles and show-offy technique, Limitless dashes any hopes of originality when it ends up being nothing more than a cautionary tale about drug addiction. One complaint you cannot level at Limitless is that it is unoriginal or uncreative. In an upcoming summer of, se- of senseless sequels and repugnant remakes, Limitless, once and all, is at least something we've never seen before. You could pick the script apart for impossibilities, but why bother? It's much more enjoyable to shut your brain off and have a good time. And finally, ironically, for a film so keenly centred on the idea of reaching one's own potential, Limitless doesn't nearly begin to realise its own. So largely negative. Still there? Yeah, sorry. Uh, there's a couple in there that I would say are probably unfair. Go on. Well, for me, I, I thought it was quite original. I don't remember seeing anything really like this before. Well, no, most of them are saying that it is original, just they could have done more with it. I also think it's a little a little harsh to just refer it back into a cautionary tale about drug addiction. There is a lot more to the film than that. I, I, I agree with, I agree with the, um, the first one, really. Um, Bradley Cooper's strong in it. I do think you could do more with the concept. And I do think the first half is a lot stronger than the second half of the film. I think it sets up really well. And then it's, okay, where do we go from here? Um, I agreed with the cautionary drug tale stuff, actually, for large parts, because there was no real um, using uh, the NZT to find like, a creative way to kind of get off this. There was no real way around it like it, it could have been a film about heroin i think in the second half um for the large parts when it comes to the lawyer my, uh, my my big nit, my big nitpick actually or my big thing about the bow is how does someone who suddenly becomes so smart never take so long to try and figure out a way yeah to get more like he says about i like i'm learning languages i'm doing yeah. this this <laughs> this and this surely you just study biochemistry right and just be like oh, yeah, well, what about this or pay, well, he tried just paying someone else to do it, doesn't he? He tries to pay off some two mil if you can do it in six months. Yeah. Why don't you put some work in? You're that fucking, <laughs> yeah. you're that fucking clever at this point. Yeah. You're, you've already asked De Niro for 45 mil. Like, you got a bit. you got some time. Um, so there's literally only three bits of trivia. Um, one oh. probably isn't really trivia. Um, Bradley Cooper wasn't the original casting here. Um, Shia LaBeouf was the uh, first choice. Do you like um, it more or less? Probably, probably about the same. I think they have a very similar skill set. I think Bradley Cooper probably plays the 
when he's under the influence of the NZT better, where he's a bit more slick and charming, and mm. they do this thing where essentially him having a haircut shows that he's a new yeah, man. Yeah, which, yeah. yeah. They do um, it about three times, by the way, because they do it at the yeah. end of the film as well. Yeah. I think Shia LaBeouf plays the start of the film just as well, and I think when he's a bit more raggedy and frantic at the end, I find it very hard to relate to Bradley Cooper in the fact that if he is on here as essentially a good-looking guy who has the world at his feet, and even when he's doing bad here, he's still not doing too badly. I I could see Shia LaBeouf playing the fall better, Mm. but I do think if you're if you're the guy directing talking of of him being um, sorry, just whilst I think the bit that kills me about it being Bradley Cooper is when they do the lineup for that one yeah. Like, yeah look we've just got somebody who looks like you those fucking poor two those two poor blokes who were stood either side of him like neither of them are bad looking fellas at all they just look fuck all like Bradley Cooper they look like they look like Bradley Cooper from Wish.com I just feel so bad for them it's, uh, I feel like if, if you're the director here and the director's surname being Burger is, is a great name um, my guy Patrick if, if you're told sorry we couldn't get uh, we couldn't get Charlotte Buff, but we got you Bradley Cooper, or we couldn't get you Bradley Cooper, but we got you Charlotte Buff. Um, from what we know now about Charlotte Buff, probably better off dealing with Bradley Cooper. But in terms of acting, I don't think you can complain if that's what you're given to work with. No, see, I for me, Lawless Charlotte Buff is unbelievable. I I can't wait to do that film on here. He's fam- he is phenomenal, and you like you do forget because a lot of his off-screen stuff's probably taken away from it. But you do forget particularly bad recently. Yeah. Oh, has he been bad recently? Is it? Uh, well, from this year. Oh. Um. <clears throat> excuse me again, but like you do forget that he is quality. But I do think if you gave me one to wear it with, I think you can you can guarantee. You can guarantee like a good performance out like of Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I don't think yeah. you can do that in with Shia LaBeouf. He's great I in do, holes, though. I, I do really like Bradley Cooper. And interestingly, um, I forget her name. I did write it down. I've not, not been as on form today. Um, but his um, love interest in this, um, the woman uh, opposite. Oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, name uh, her name's um, That was supposed to be Elizabeth Banks which you can probably see by yeah. the woman they do pick. It's not too dissimilar. They obviously had a look in their head kind of thing. Mm, yeah. Like, I would have liked it if it was Elizabeth Banks, but this isn't meant to be detrimental or to, to be sort of derogatory towards anyone. She's actually just such a small part. It doesn't... I think she's pretty good with, with what she does in this, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, 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 not, I'm not saying she's not, right, but like, does it does it being a star or someone more famous, does that mean anything to you? When you have a look at in the context of the film? I'm probably judging the star of the film more like, what are you doing with this bloke? Yeah, fair. But she's on she's on screen not talking and sort of just being in, in the room for as much as she is contributing to or sort of with, with dialogue, because she, when she's in the room, she's contributing to, to the film, but I mean, she's she's in it silently as much, almost as much as she is talking. She probably got what twelve, fourteen lines. I mean, maybe Cornish is uh, the name of the actress. <clears throat> and yeah, she, you are right with what she's given from this script. You, you are you are right. She does. She she's very good in it. But I don't. As much as I like Elizabeth Banks, I don't think 
putting someone else in it. I don't think you can extract too much more from that character from from that part of the film. Yeah. Um. So the actual thing that put Charlotte Buff out of this was he had a car accident, basically, oh. and he injured his left hand and he couldn't film. Um, oh. So it wasn't even that he dropped out for like another film. Or Any reason? Yeah. Um. Something that was um, quite noted when you kind of look in the making of this film, Leslie Dixon um, wrote the script. It's based on uh, the book that they tell you at the start of the film, uh, The the Dark Fields by Alan Glynn. Um, So Leslie Dixon writes the script and agrees to sell it reportedly for less money, but there's a clause in the contract that, She's the only one that's authorized to make rewrite to make rewrites of it. So one, they have to get her on board. I respect that. Yeah. yeah two, that. they can't butcher what she's done. Yeah, I've got a lot of time for that. We've seen with other films, haven't we, where they, they go on to film it they, and they're they like, rewrite let's it just rip the times. whole thing up. Yeah. No, I got a lot. I got a lot of respect for that. It's a big ballsy play. Yeah, and then the other thing, not really trivia. I think it's just you notice it throughout the film. Whenever he takes the pill, the movie kind of upscales in colour and then goes down yeah. when he's uh, like regular Eddie. Some of those shots going through the city where it was kind of zoom, it would zoom in almost to the they next shot, off. it was hurting my eyes so yeah, much. Yeah, they, they fucked me off, especially at the start when it goes, does it just as the credits yeah. are going through. I was watching it late as well. I was like, this is stinging my eyes, stinging my eyes this is. Yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of it. I so <laughs> The thing is, the drug... I suppose it makes it mentally quicker, but it doesn't, it's not exactly linked to the drug itself. I don't know what they would do to, in replacement, but. The first thing I wrote down here, and I, I wanted to ask this, and this is kind of the perfect time to do so. Yeah. What do you think to the kind of, you're probably wondering how I got here, start to films, because you get that in this one. You do. Uh, never better than when the Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> If you can find me a better example, I will admit it, but they, there is never better than The Emperor's New Groove. Maybe um, you, for Ragnarok, actually. Do you think it's Do you think it's cheap? Do you think it's just... I wasn't That's trying to start fine. this. Here we go. Oh, no, 100% it's cheap. This borders on cliche, but it, 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 it is effective. Yeah. Do you know, it, is a, it allows you to do with this, move with the story as you want. Um, I think... I think it's actually better used in TV shows where perhaps your opening episode is going to be slower where you're introducing the characters, but yeah. at least start it off like this and be like, look, this is what you're going to get down the line, but you're going to have to stick it out with us. Um, in films, you almost always know if kind of they're still on the edge of something that it's not going to be the end, so it doesn't quite hit the same. But um, no, I think this this film, I'll ask you the question, I'll ramble a bit here. Um, do you think they want the film to be taken seriously or is it like some of the reviews where it's like look this is a turn your brain off at the door kind of film because I don't think they viewed it as that when they were making it you think they thought it was quite it would be quite intellectual quite highbrow not not that but I think they probably consider it to be more, more so that than it is probably I mean, I, I watched it. I, I I had seen this before, and yeah. as I was rewatching it, I just thought it was fun. Yeah, I and I've been. I I will always. I've been doing it since we started this pod. I will always go to bat for for cinema that's fun, for yeah. films that are fun that are made to en- that are made to entertain, and it can be mindless entertainment. I have no. 
you're well aware I've got no problem with that whatsoever. No, no. Like as much as I like when it's crank. No, it's just shit though. Um like I've got I don't mind the art house films and Joe, the things that are possibly deemed to be pretentious, I will happily watch them as long as the plot and the co- like the context is something that interests me. I wouldn't go that far. Um but I will happily sit and watch it, but sometimes I just want to watch something that's fun. And I just, like as much as people critique that and criticise it, oh you could do this, you could do that. The fuck's wrong with entertaining people for to two hours? Yeah. I thought you could still I don't think it added much to the film. Like we know the premise going in. I think you can start with the fact he's a bum and you still get to the point where it's shocking and you've got the what's supposed to be kind of the tipping point of the house of cards moment. Um I, f- I just I just thought it was a bit cheesy. I knew it was gonna be cheesy. Oh, what, the, the, the opening. But... Yes, you could. Yeah. You could just start with him strolling down the street. You um, you can you can start there, and I because all you do is you just backfill it. They because they, they do that so x amount of times in the film anyway. They just backfill this this that and this and that, and you just add a scene in elsewhere if you're not going to do it that way. I know it's a thing you kind of have to do if you're going to use Bradley Cooper, but you could you could put a bright pink Afro one Bradley Cooper. It, it's still Bradley Cooper, like giving him just this kind of shaggy hair as much as he's looked better he doesn't suddenly look like someone that you wouldn't look twice at in the street someone well oh, no, no, look no. at him like oh he's he's, a, he's rough and <laughs> he still looks like bradley cooper um, yeah i mean you do more to detract from his appearance with the like the pale palette of, of the shot yeah but where the color scheme where it's so it, it's almost i don't know what i don't you're better at that stuff. i don't know what you call it but it's, they've obviously turned something yeah. and it's all where it's almost grayed out he looks worse there yeah. than he does for the fact that he's got he's got long hair it's it's probably better to be fair than when they do the we've got a hot woman here we're going to give her glasses well they did yeah, batman, yeah. And, batman and robin didn't they <laughs> yeah, this woman yeah. is now unrecognizable um when they did yeah. poison ivy um going into it, it it's pretty uh you got the one scene her breaking up with him you're a bum, you, you don't have any motivation, look, your place is a mess. And then pretty quickly into him bumping into his wife's, uh, his ex-wife's brother. I've not seen you in ages. This is worth $800. Try this pill. Yeah. Um, do you think he could have charmed you with that, with that sell? <laughs> no. Because seemingly he's not going to no. take it. And then he's like, this is worth $800, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. it's worth $800, like, oh, I'd best get this down me. <laughs> If I don't know what it is and I know a few things, then you just sell it, don't you? If you send it's worth eight, someone give me five for it. Say less. Done. But I'm not. You tell me it's worth 10 grand. If you were to, what's in it, I had a job, this and that. Well, this and that can stay exactly where they are. There, there's a comment in one of the reviews where it says essentially like how original this is. We've not seen this. says this is at least something we've never seen before. Now, this may have been the first. I certainly remember in and around this time. You had quite a lot of what if I was 10 times more intelligent? Do you remember there was the one with Scarlett Johansson where I swear she's like actually a computer Lucy. or something weird like that? Lucy, <laughs> like, Lucy. She's, yeah. and then she, her, brain, her brain power increases percent by percent and then she ends up being like nuts. Yeah. yeah. I even remember one when I was a kid where um, <laughs> they turn into fish and they just get, they just get more and more intelligent. Uh, very catchy theme song if you can remember that. What the fuck are you on about? 
There was a, there was a film, a cartoon film, where these kids turn into fish, and the theme song was uh, "I'm a little yellow fish in the deep blue sea." Can somebody help me? But um, the film was literally called "Help on a Fish" as well. But the whole thing in there is they get gradually more intelligent, and then this one fish, as they're trying to get back to their normal life, um, is consumed by uh, wanting to be ultra intelligent. I'm essentially just pointing out it's not really a new concept of. It's almost Bruce Almighty. Don't remind me of that film. But think, like, genuinely think on it. It's, all, it's almost Bruce Almighty. It's what would you do if you were if you were suddenly this? Help on a fish uh, came out in two thousand. Uh, a, da- a Danish, German, Irish film. That would be why I probably saw it. Oh, this was this was this was a big this was a big kids film back back then. Okay. I mean, you were too busy watching Crouching Tiger. I was, still watching. Was, <laughs> was, probably, I was probably watching Goodfellas <laughs> of a Friday night, so... You, again, well, I, I think my parents such a disservice. You and your brother were sat down watching a Serbian film. No, I've never said John, I've never seen that. We won't do that on the pod. <laughs> I can confirm. No, I, again, I, people told me what that was about. I was like, no, <laughs> hey, I'm not that guy. Oh, I, I remember... Um, now this reflects on me but we would talk about it in sick form um and there would be some people that had seen it and would say obviously how like horrific this is and i essentially said like i'm gonna get this i'll tell you how bad it is and mm. whether it is as bad and i believe it was tk or it was uh, one of our group mates i was texting while watching it and the stars this is quite grim and this is quite grim. And then the end of the film was like, fuck me. Never watch this film. I watched this. You don't have to. Just <laughs> promise me, promise me you won't watch this. Um, so yeah, we don't we don't need to watch that again. We we won't watch that again. That's fine. Uh, I'm okay with that. From what I know about the film, I'm definitely okay with it. Yeah. Help on a fish, by the way. Alan Rickman and Aaron Paul voicing uh, two of the characters. Alan Paul. Jeez, didn't realize he'd been in the game this long. Yeah, Alan Rickman is a joke. Seems to have taken his money and uh, seems to have taken his money and disappeared now. Well, he, he did that Need for Speed film, didn't he? Mm. He he was doing BoJack Horseman. Oh yeah, shit, you're right. I take that back. He was doing that. My brother thinks says that's the best thing, one of the best it things he's ever seen. Um, quite depressing as it goes on, but um, yes, oh, I've been told. He did the uh, Breaking Bad kind of film, which I never watched. I didn't hear great no, things about. I never saw that. And he's done twelve episodes of uh, Westworld. People tell me Westworld's fantastic. Never seen it. Yeah, I believe he he was he was I believe he was writing or producing something, but I can't see anything on his IMDb that I thought there was. So there must be something mm. else. Um, I remember seeing on his Instagram he was certainly involved with something else. So. Who knows? Um, with this film, then he has the intelligence, uh, he uses it for the first time by spotting a textbook in his landlord's missus' bag. Yeah, and just using that to get a ride. Yeah, very, very straight. I mean, throughout this film, he, he makes money, um, gets his missus back. Would you expect, if I kind of explain the film to you, there to be more creativity in how he spends the money and what, what he did with his intelligence? Yeah. You, like, 
the they make out as oh you can do almost anything, and all he does is become a Wall Street guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like one scene of him playing poker, something like that. No, he becomes a genius. Yeah. Like, it, it, I don't know. There's one scene. Math became fun and became useful. Yeah. And yeah, all right, it is quite. It, it builds though. I mean, we so we say that, and yes, you could do it more creative, but it does build and it reaches like at the end where he's he's sort of like running the senator and they're like, look, come on, come on, son, you know we know you want you want to be president. So it does it does build to something. Um, he's third, by the way. Well, in no parts of him when he's a bum. He's a bit of Italian. <laughs> she's all over him. Oh yeah, bit of money, nice restaurant. All, she's all there for it. I mean, she does say that she's essentially paying for him to live, so I, I get what she's saying. Good for her. I mean, you've been paying for that f- fucking waster to live for however long. Go and get yours. Howling for You by the Black Keys is used in so many films, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I didn't even know what it was called. I just knew it of all the films. I mean, I've just, I've just searched um, its Wikipedia. The songs featured in films and TV commercials for... The Dilemma, Limitless, The Guilt Trip, Moneyball, Dark Shadows, Citizen Gangster, Deadpool, and like the, the list goes on. So they've certainly got some good checks. I quite like Black Keys, so fair play to Leasing that out. I think I only know that and uh, what's the other one? Uh, Lonely Boy. Lonely Boy, yeah. Guy wearing, he's got a fantastic Black Keys t shirt. Just as a little one for you. So, this film then, uh, what do you think? about Bobby De Niro in this. Oh, turns up, does a bit, goes on. No issue with it whatsoever. He's solid in, he's solid in this. He ain't, he ain't spectacular, but he's solid in this as the, as I say, evil, but he's not at all, is he? He's actually, he's pretty He's pretty sound, Carl Van Loon. As, on a, as, as billionaires go, he's, he's, he's pretty solid. On a scale of um, one's a dirty grandpa, Mm. Where do you where do you put this in terms of uh, doing it for the check? Uh, this is pro- this is probably Dirty Grandpa. We're saying he did just for the check. Yeah. So I actually think the one that he did was it War on Grandpa. That's the one he did for the money. Dirty Grandpa. I, I, if he turned around and said, "Look, I saw it. I thought, fuck it, it'd be fun." I'd be like, "Yeah, all right, Bob. I get that." War with Grandpa. War with Grandpa. Yeah. Thing for Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza. No, no, because she uh, twizzled war his nipples. With, war with Grandpa's um, the one where him and War, the one that came out this yeah, year, yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah, I meant Aubrey Plaza's with him and Dirty Grandpa. And she. Yeah, but War with Grandpa's the one that he definitely just did for the money. I'm um, Dirty Grandpa's probably the same, but you could convince me that there's another reason. Um, I think this is quite low down. Why do you do you not like him in this? No, I, I just wondered how, where um, where you put it. I thought it was kind of uh, going through the motions to Nero in this. Yeah, absolutely. But it, a lot it's... of it's carried on the kind of. I, I mean, I'm saying this like I, like I hate the film with what I've said so far. I enjoy, I enjoy the film. Just I just kind of had some nitpicks as I went through. I thought um, De Niro didn't really have to do much acting in this. It was kind of like it's carried by De Niro's charm more than. Yeah, well, that's absolutely fine. Spectacular. On your scale, this is probably a four or a five. But he's solid, like I say, he's solid in this. He turns up, plays a good part to the story. He's not shouting, screaming, and raving or having to act. Like you say, he doesn't have to act a lot. No. It's a couple of. He, there's no other than maybe once or twice where he raises the voice and he's a little, little bit worried, a little bit anxious. And then at the end, there's not a great range of emotion he's trying to p- portray. He's just got to be, I say the word bog standard, but just a bog standard billionaire. Did. Did you ever watch um, the Roberta Duran film he did, Hands of Stone, where he plays Ray Arcel? 
No. I haven't seen it either, but I was just interested um, if you had. Um, another thing I had to question in this, and I, I noted it down while I was while I was watching. I thought something that was impressive in this that you don't really question while watching. It may be the least creative villain I've ever seen in a film. It's a guy with a shaved head and a Russian accent. <laughs> we have no like origin story for him. We don't know what he does other than he cuts people at the waist and pulls their skin over their head. Fantastic like, frat, by the way. <laughs> He's a lone But I mean, there's nothing really <clears throat> to there's nothing really to him. He's essentially a guy with a Russian accent. There's no real depth to his character. There's no, he threatening basically because he has a Russian accent. Um, he doesn't change. Nothing really but goes on. He he becomes the villain at the end. But I mean, the actual villain is the drug. Is like yeah. I say, it's the point about drug thing. The the whole point is, I still think there's more to the film than that. But the the ultimate villain is the drug, and that you if you stop, you die. Is yeah, is I'll, pretty pretty villainous. I just thought it was funny that kind of no creativity went into that bad. <laughs> it was just like, well, what, what do you want, Thanos? I mean, I think it'd be a good film if if, if it was. But, I, but I like what, what do you want? I don't, I don't know. I don't, just it's an old criticism. Like I didn't even think he was particularly threatening in terms of his character. There was nothing really to him. I mean, just looking at the films he's been in and the bad guys he's played. Take the fact he, does, he he's a villain in Taken Three tells me an awful lot about the kind of guy he, he, he's playing there. There's there's not a lot to him. Um, it's just something that I wouldn't have said the first, second, or third time watching it. Just watching it last night, I thought not really. He's just every stereotype there is and put him in there. Okay, I, I, they just they they just picked an accent. Like he needs to be generic. He doesn't he's need called, to be a super he's villain. Gennady. Mm, I do like that. Well, that. With this, so I saw a tweet recently, and it just so happens that this was the next film I watched. And I have bought it previously, but it essentially said any film that as an ending gives you a such and such months years later is almost always the writer was like, how do I wrap this up? And then rather than kind of roll out and tie up every loose end, you, you just fast forward. And that's basically what they do in this, because he, he's at the rough point, drinks the blood of uh, the attempted murderer to try and get out of things. Tells the... Completely forgot about that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Genuinely completely forgot that that was a thing. Tells the other bad guy, oh, by the way... Uh, my lawyer had the pills all along and could have saved your boss. And then the bad guy's like, hey, you know what? I don't have an issue with you anymore. Why don't you come with me? I'll take him out. You can take the pills for yourself. I mean, I know they're worth about $900 a pop, but take the bag. <laughs> you, have to, you have to assume there's a there's a payoff there. But like he says, he says, I'm, I'm not his problem anymore. He ain't getting paid. He's now not getting paid to take Bradley Cooper out of the game, is it? You no, can't, you, I mean, you ain't going to be able to go to your man's, old, to your man's wife and be like, look, it's, he's, he's employed it's, me to off someone. I, I, I think for what you've put in and the the originality or such that what you've got, I just think it, it, it's a fairly rushed ending. You then go to the end. You've not really had to see Bradley Cooper go through 
the dirt to get off this. You've not seen the side effects as to how he deals with it. I don't He's need just, that. But it, you, if if that's the film you're making, you do you do need that because I don't think you do. To him. Him suddenly, he's got a new haircut just to show he's he's gone up in the world <laughs> even more. And suddenly, he's a he's a hotshot politician. But it's not come out that one he was nearly done for um, attempted murder, which we gloss over by the way when we're supposed to see him as this nice guy by the end. We just left over the part the the fact that he's killed that woman. Um, well, you don't know you Joe. You never actually know, do you? We assume. Yeah, you assume, but you don't, because you, I, the, what is the ambiguity being that your man in the trench coat yeah. done her in? Um, so you don't, you never actually know. I mean, yeah, I maybe just, explain that to me. I mean, but by this point, thing, he has actually killed someone, so it is what it is. The whole, the whole thing just moved. It, I thought it was a bit rushed. I think if if you're giving me this, I can I can have one less scene of him sat in front of the computer doing stocks. And maybe give me a bit more of an ending than. I quite like it. It, it. it does bring it together in the end, and it uh, is. I don't know how you feel about this. I don't think any film that starts like this and and does what it does should have a happy ending. That's that's not that's not the. the well, you want to you want to see him go, off off, I, the, off the roof. I think the whole joy of these films is essentially you get the house of cards and you're supposed to i'm supposed to see you this isn't a house of cards this is this is it's a guy who's out on he's he's out on his feet he takes this pill he gets to this really high level where he turns into an asshole yeah give me 45 million dollars watch yeah but the whole thing with that is you're then supposed to see what happens you're supposed to get the thing with uh, like uh, excess and you, you can't live your life like that you, you can't rely on this drug to kind of get you through. You've got to lean back, whether it's... You get that, but you do get that, but he, beats the, he just beats the system. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't... I, I don't think that's how it should end. Okay, I like it. Do you think it's rushed or not? Or are you happy no, to know what it's no, no I, don't, I don't need. I don't need to see him in a fucking lab again, figuring it out. I don't need a scene of him going no. down from two pills a day to one pill a day to, oh, look, I've started to retain my ability. I don't need yeah. that 20 minutes. It's not even that I need that as such. I mean, we, we aren't the guys tasked with writing it. It just feels to me they're like, how do we end this? And then they've kind of just taken a shortcut. They've kind of cheated the system and said, we don't really need to sort it. We'll just, everything's fine. No, it didn't, didn't, didn't occur to me. I like... Um, the fact that as it goes on, you're like, okay, I'm not the only one on this. Gradually, he's on it. He's on it. This explains it. I quite yeah. like the little thing where he sees his lawyer on TV and he laughs to himself. And it's like Jose used to do on the touchline where a decision would go against him and he'd laugh and you'd know deep down you're absolutely fuming here. Yeah. So all you can do is laugh. I like I like the way they the way they do that. I yeah, guess it's so. just I put this in the same bracket as the first Purge film, which I know you haven't seen. Um, but it's where it's it's a good film. But I think when you've got a concept like this, yeah, I, I, you leave feeling you could probably do that better. Mm. I don't know how, but I, I feel there's some untapped potential in 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 the uh, the basic story. 
fair enough. I, I don't. I, I again, I, I like it, but I don't. I, don't I, I like it. I wasn't not enjoying it while watching it, and I've seen it several times, so I don't really have an issue. I just look at it differently sometimes when we when we do when we do this and certain things I take down. Watching this, I don't know when you watched this for the first time. I don't know. Did you then? Do you remember seeing that a TV show was advertised? I'm not asking yes. you anything. Do you remember? And did you think I can see how that concept works as a TV show, for example? Like, was well, it a shock? I, no, I got what they were doing, but it, I don't. I don't know if you need ten hours of this. So I think they were. It didn't go well. I've not seen no. the show. But no, I got cancelled. I think they thought they were onto a winner here because they do a deal with Bradley Cooper and they say you're going to appear I think he produced it as well Yeah, you're going to appear a number of times during this first season guests to reel people in also to try and get this thing off the ground give it some legitimacy yeah. and provide a link to the actual film I think the plan then if you're doing it right is he brings him in he has some kind of ending at the end of the first season and that pushes it on and then season two the work's done obviously this didn't happen do you think as you said there you, you don't really need that much of this and i'm asking you this without you haven't seen the tv show but or do you think it's bradley cooper was the draw do you think it's just if it's Bradley Cooper, let it be Bradley Cooper. I think throwing someone in and just having him do a couple, coming in four episodes, just, I don't know, I, don't, I just don't, I don't, like, I'm not really sure what else you do with it. It's just going to be a similar thing, isn't it? If by this point it's after the facts and yeah, the only way you can get the drug is via Bradley Cooper, apparently, and he's going to tell you how to, how to make sure everything's all right. It's just going to be essentially entourage. It's just going to be a guy living his fucking best life. It's, uh... It's, it's a weird one. I remember seeing that it was being made and having excitement, but okay, that's quite cool. Obviously, didn't think I'd have to go and watch it. Mm. Um, but oh, maybe surprised it didn't have a bit more success, but the amount of TV shows that don't probably shouldn't be too shocked. What if this came out 2013-ish? Mm. You're probably in what, like, you still got Game of Thrones going on there. You're in the middle of what about Sons of Anarchy, Walking Dead, Boardwalk yeah. Empire finished by then. Essentially, what I'm saying is there's enough on TV that you needed to be something pretty big at that yeah. point to steal the attention if you're going to have a budget that's including Bradley Cooper. Yeah, fair. <clears throat> not, 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 not too shocked. Um, middle of the film, then just before um, we we go to the judging, um, how do you find it? Did did you think? I like it. I, think I do. I do it like it. it. It's easily done. It's easy to understand. It flows well. You yeah. get his ups and downs. Like he struggle. He's flying well. Then it turns on him. Then there's a little bit. There's a little bit more to it. Um, you find out obviously the problems that he's got and the problems he goes through, and then obviously finds a way to overcome it. What did you think about the way it was shot? We spoke a bit about um, those kind of long shots, kind of zooming in. Did it feel weird to you? Or not? Uh, some of it does. I thought it overcomes it. I thought uh, it's, it's a harsh way to put it. Almost a bit cheap. I thought in in some parts. I, 
I would liken it to um, just like a, a kid's show um, or something like Nickelodeon where there's something like, oh, I forgot my homework. And you have a short shot of zooming into the homework on like the table at home or that kind of thing. You get yeah. that a lot throughout this film. Yeah. I don't know. I, my overriding thing, as I've said, enjoyable could have been done, particularly when you the summer parts that they do end up having if you've got Bradley Cooper and Bobby D. You set the bar pretty high. Yeah. I'll just load up our scorecards. Give now. De Niro a bit more. I don't know what you what more you give him, but just give him a bit more. I like some of his speeches in this where he says like the equivalent of that you get hit by a car, that doesn't stop you. Yeah. Doing the work for me. You you don't have sick dates like something you can get away with if uh Bobby do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um First things first, which film did you prefer? Limitless. I agree. Uh, rewatchability? Same again. Um, best moment slash scene? Oh, I'd probably give it to the fight, the, the corridor fight in Old Boy. And I would go for the uh, big reveal in uh, Old Boy. Um, best quote, any that stand out for you? Oh, I'm going to rip you limb from limb. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Also, the I'm going to cut your skin off from the waist and tie a knot over your head. You don't bleed out. You suffocate. His you know, speech, back, I... his speech right. at the end of Limitless back to De Niro. And he says, look, the fact that you don't need to turn it back. And it's like the fact that you say that shows me how unprepared you are to fight me. Yeah. The, the one I actually wrote down while watching is um, just a little one. And it's from De Niro where he says to Eddie, you're not one of those guys, are you, Eddie? We lose you if there's a screen in the room. There's so many people that applies to. I really mm. liked it when he when he said. Um, so, uh, MVP. Eddie Mora. <laughs> Wondered if you'd go for uh, Daisu. Best side character. In era. I'm going for your man with the blonde hair and old boy. Fair enough. I love that he's there. Back in the cause. I mean, he gets so carried away at the end that he does have to get capped, but. I just enjoyed. I just enjoyed his uh, his presence. Um, which one had you more on the edge of your seat? Limitless. Did we actually the the scene with uh, her hiding behind the rocks, uh, running away uh, from your mm. boy after he's uh, and she slices his face yeah. with that kid as well. By the way, yeah, after he's uh, <laughs> chefed up them two big blokes. Yeah, yeah, I said man, leave him alone. Uh, action per minute. Oh boy. Uh, no. Are you talking about like the way it moves or action, action? Yeah, just, I mean, I think just the... Limitless is a slicker film, but actual in terms of violence, then we'd go old boy. Uh, best soundtrack? Uh, Limitless. Um, originality? Old boy. Great. Bigger impact? Limitless. No. I'm going old boy there. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, you are. You are. So I, although less people had seen it than I thought, because I mentioned quite a few people saying, like, I'm looking forward to Keenan uh, seeing this for the first time. They're like, no, I've not seen it either, so I don't really know what you're on about. Oh. Okay. Um, best opening scene? Old Boy. Limitless. Best ending? Limitless. Old Boy for me. Yeah, I knew we'd swap on that. Best chemistry? Limitless. Well, I'll just add this up. Be close. Six, five. Old boy, limitless. Oh, sneaks it. The tie in the in the last three 
really uh, that over. Let's go through to the next round. Um, I will say now, I mean, if as long as nothing uh, goes horribly wrong, it'll be the two of us uh, back here next week, uh, dipping into the uh, yeah, which segment it's in. Uh, I'll confirm that next week. But it's we'll crime do it. It's crime comedy, right? I believe so. Doing the mask and yeah, shot. I wasn't sure if it went into one of the others, but I can't remember. Yeah, um, the mask, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Looking forward to watching the mask again. I'll be honest with you, more than uh, the other way around, but that's because I was a big fan of the mask when I was younger. Couldn't tell you the last time I watched that. Oh, you're looking probably about 15 years, so it'd be interesting to see. Just don't remember a great deal about it. No, just a picture of Cameron Diaz and that red dress pops up every so often. So there we go. But thank you again for listening to another edition of Movie Madness. Hopefully we've not offended you too much if you're a big fan of Old Boy and or uh, Limitless. Uh, I promise I do like the film, uh, Limitless. Um, as I said, we'll be back next week. See you then. Goodbye. <laughs>